Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden. And also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan. Rachel Young, a true crime goddess. Keith Steigert, Uber reader and romance junkie. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time. They are three book girls. So at work, we had a heated debate on candy corn. Who hates candy corn? Oh, Rachel's out. Megan, you're like gross you don't like candy corn either i love candy corn. okay it's just me and Bonnie. <laughs> once i turned like 15 i was like what the fuck is this shit you know uh, what else i, I still never... like cotton candy love cotton i've candy. never loved cotton candy it makes my teeth feel furry and me stick to my stomach so you know <laughs> yeah, it's the equivalent yeah. of smoking a pack of cigarettes but i love cotton candy <laughs> so megan yeah. you hate most foods but you like candy corn, i do right i it's love like candy Davis corn or something i don't even know <laughs> I think that's about like the only thing that we agree on because everything that you like I don't that's like true. chocolate that's hot true. chocolate not a huge hot chocolate fan that's all we have we bond over our candy corn I, I have some I brought some because I bought some to take to work did you yeah and I brought it in because I was afraid it might melt in the oh, car because yeah. it's still it's, 100 degrees outside so I tried a new making a new cake today oh what did you what did you wait trying I feel like was the key part of that sentence don't know how it's going to turn out yet. We'll have to see when I get home because it's got to cool for four hours. Mm. But it's a Boston cream pie poke cake. Okay. And like this is the first time I've ever used a cake mix that you use butter instead of oil. And okay. I feel like it made it thicker. Yeah. Like after I was done, you know, whipping it up or whatever with the... The mixer? Yeah, the mixer. I'm like, what is that thing called? <laughs> Bonnie's using hand <laughs> signals hand. across the room. Because you can, you can hear that on a podcast. Yeah. Um, it was like thicker. So like when I put it in the pan, I like had to like yeah. move it around into the corners and stuff. Oh, I feel like we should point out that there's a voice missing. Martha is not here. Martha has left us unattended. She's what the hell was quiet. she thinking? <laughs> She's left Bonnie and I in her house <laughs> recording. So anyways, yeah, and then sorry. you have to make this ganache. And like the ganache seemed like it was too thin. Is Has anyone else made ganache? Because I never have before. I've not made. I make frosting, but I've not made a ganache. I've never made ganache. It was really liquidy. And I'm really hoping that it sets up on top of this cake like it's supposed to. I think it I think it does is it like I think it kind of like hardens a little bit I think right I hope so if not it's because we're gonna have to eat it with a spoon because <laughs> it's now it ganache was... soup <laughs> <laughs> right. exactly. and then after I got doing done doing everything in this pan and I used the biggest pan that I have it was like full like to the top like I was afraid to put this in my refrigerator because I'm like I'm gonna end up with ganache all over the oh, place oh no we'll have you have to update us next week if it was good or not or or on facebook in the tribe tell people how it was good or not yeah <laughs> i'll take a picture of it when i cut it there you go oof, i hope it turns out all right because it was it was a chore yeah it was a whole lot of cooking and then cooling and then cooking because everything had to be cool between each mm. step and i don't know was, oh, that's a lot of work i hope that's why it's bakeries good. exist right yep. Yeah, I don't know why the hell I think I can cook all the time. <laughs> Cooking and baking are different, though. You, you're technically baking a cake. Well, Every once in a while, you've got to try it just so you remember why you don't do it. See, and right. I love baking. Exactly. I can't cook, but I can bake. 
Uh, see, and I'd rather I'd rather cook than bake. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. The I'd plan is order takeout. <laughs> right. Well, I'd rather do that too, but I'm poor, so I can't. But the whole plan is is that I'm going to make Parmesan crusted pork chops, Ooh. um, uh, herb baby potatoes, and broiled asparagus. Do you have a hot date you haven't told us about? Who are you cooking? Right. <laughs> I'm cooking I'm for so Tyler. <laughs> Tyler's getting a fancy ass dinner. So kind of the queen is coming. <laughs> or the king. Sorry. Not the queen. <laughs> Dang, going all out. Wait, I we've had this discussion before. He's a little spoiled. A little, little spoiled. Well, also I'm doing it so that I have leftovers to eat during the week oh, for lunches. Fair enough. So <laughs> fair. This is only the second right. time I've podcasted with my Invisalign and I do not like it. Is it weird? <laughs> it Does is. It... I feel like I'm, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And you know, oh, you said we should mention the voice missing from the podcast. And how about one that we haven't seen in two months? I know. Hi. It's been so long. <laughs> I haven't even seen you since like, like we who? went on vacation. <laughs> Ethan, and <Michelle. laughs> <laughs> I know. I Life got, concerts started happening. So life got crazy. And then... Yeah, so now I'm back for um, this, but then I'll be gone again <laughs> for a week. But then after like ah. the first week of October, everything settles back down. Well, I'm going to be gone the second week of October, the ninth. I'm gone oh, the okay. ninth. Yeah, so we'll oh, miss we each all other. We have these glorious lives. We'll miss each other. I'm actually be gone for two weeks because I'm... I'm here every week in October. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I in the yeah I have two weeks. So I'll be I'm here for a minute and then I'm gone again for two weeks. But then I'll be back. Yeah, we're all so busy. I know. It's okay. They, at this like they, I was so bummed. One of my concerts got rescheduled because the zoo amphitheater wouldn't let AJR have a mask mandate or require vaccines and or like a negative test. So they moved the show to like next June. Are you serious? Yeah, they the were, zoo like us. Like yeah, the Oklahoma the City Oklahoma City Zoo? Zoo amphitheater was like not cooperating with their with how they wanted to run their tour, and so they're like, fine, we won't come. So they moved it to like hmm. June of next year. I was salty, so salty. But huh. it'll be okay. I can understand if you were sitting like way back, like on the grass, not around anybody being able yeah. to take your mask off. But when you're standing in line, you're close to each other. Yeah. Well, that show, well, everyone would probably be like standing and being like up. Well, but. right. And the people like in the very front, like the yes. youngins, because I'm, I'm, I'm an old. <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to be in the back just looking at everybody. I'm one like, of the old the that people. thinks they're young and acts like they can do GA shows and then the next day you're like oh my god I can't move can't do it anymore <laughs> yes I'm excited I've missed you all it's been weird <laughs> I know we still talk about you though. oh I know I listen <laughs> <laughs> oh I know we still give you shit even though you're not here <laughs> and I yell at my car radio when I listen to it <laughs> and for those who were trying to figure out what the hell movie Martha was talking about last week it was greatest showman <laughs> no one was trying to figure it out I'm everyone just saying, knew what we were talking about <laughs> you never sa- you all just kept saying like yeah that movie but no one ever said the yeah. title if it makes you feel better I, I had no it. fucking clue it out. what everybody <laughs> was saying oh. martha was hard and heavy with the edits last week we were way long last week oh, so were we? she yeah. probably did cut it out oh. i'm trying to think i should have kept notes on all the things i felt like i needed to rebuttal to <laughs> while i was gone <laughs> i know i feel like you weren't shy about it on facebook <laughs> no on the tribe calls i was like what the hell <laughs> dudes oh man what else? I don't feel like there. That was the nothing really exciting at work, other than the 
we decided it was divided between the transporters office and the EBS managers. Like all, none of the guys liked candy corn and all the girls liked candy corn. Oh, about the candy corn. Yep. Did we ever put the, um, how to eat an ice cream cone? Did we do that? I asked. I don't, I don't. Megan. What? I asked Megan to put up our polls, but I think she hates me. Wait, mm-hmm. what poll? She did ask. I uh, saw it. Yeah, of how you eat a, uh, Everyone a drumstick in ice cream cone. If you eat all of the ice cream out first and then eat the cone, or if you eat it cone and ice cream Okay, I'll, I'll do it today. I'll put it up tomorrow when this post. Wait, we also have to do chili beans or no beans. Yeah, chili beans or oh, no beans. Oh, shit. Let me write this stuff down. Holy crap, Megan. I think I missed both of those conversations. <laughs> She was in Hanson Wonderland. She I would, doesn't have time for that's us. True. I she would, was in Harry, Harry Styles, Styles Wonderland. Harry Styles, I got trolled sorry. today by a teenager on TikTok. I've did made you really? it. I did. Harry Styles. Yeah. Bonnie. What? I didn't she do it. She got trolled. No, she got trolled by a person whose big insult to her was calling her ma'am. Yeah. And by saying that she was a 45-year-old. Yeah. And I took such great offense at both of those things. <laughs> yeah, because, right? Because, um, fuck that girl. Like, being 45 is not a freaking insult. Hmm. Rachel? That yeah. just shows we have wisdom and screw everybody. Exactly. I have a question. Yeah. Okay. Who is Harry Styles? What? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I thought you were at a Hanson concert. Well, I've done Now his- she's I- at a... I did Dude, Hanson stop. shows and that Harry Styles from One Direction, like back the British one. Well, they're all British and What's well. One Direction. What? Some, it's, a, some it's another boy, boy band. band. Yeah, they're they were a boy band. Oh, Lincoln Sing. I think they're from England. They're from England. Niles from Ireland. They're on X Factor with the devil himself, Simon Cowell. But they're not Oasis. Oasis is the greatest band ever. That was not terrible in <laughs> accent, actually. Good job. Yeah, no, I, I made a video and this girl like told me basically like, oh my God, you're 40. You're like, gotta be 45, which my age is in my bio. So if you'd bothered to look, you would have known. Um, but she's like, ma'am, you're pushing 45. You need to get a life and like a job and a, like a hobby. And I was like, you're it 12. Yeah, I was like, you're, I didn't even like, I did a reply, but this I didn't like hobby. tag her in it. Yeah, I didn't tag her in it because I didn't want to give her that much satisfaction in my morning. But I was like, enjoy middle school, my friend. Enjoy middle school. She didn't look that young either, honestly. No, but it yeah, was but funny. Yeah, but you can't tell nowadays. Sometimes I'd see somebody walk and I'm like, man, she must be about 17. No, she's like 13. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, or sometimes I see kids, like people driving and I'm like, excuse me, do your parents know where you are? You look 12. Like, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And how did you get into that truck? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the irony is like one of Harry's songs is treat people with kindness. So like they kind of use that as their fan motto. And I was like, damn, for a band group of people who like, quote unquote, treat people with kindness, y'all are assholes. Who? Like some of the Harry Styles fans are just really? big assholes. And I'm like, you're mm-hmm. your fate. The person you idolize literally wrote a song called treat people with kindness. And you'd be trolling people because you ain't got nothing better to do. Like, so then I went that back song and song isn't fun. It's an okay song. It's okay. <laughs> not one of my favorites. But they're like, that's not my favorite. So <laughs> no. Yeah, but it was. It kind of made me laugh this morning. And then someone commented, and they were like, "Hey, way to be an asshole." And I was like, "Thank you, person." <laughs> like I didn't even like respond. But yeah, what else? I feel. Like, what else is there? There's not. I feel like there's probably a lot that's happened since we've all been together. Well, a lot has happened, but I can't think of anything right now. 
No. I know the fair's in town, which means traffic is freaking insane. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot that that's part of the traffic problem on this side of town. Yeah. 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 And then all the construction that they only do on weekends. Right. <laughs> it's really convenient when they it's shut the down weekend, half the highway. So let's, yeah. Let's shut everything down to one lane. When my dumb ass meant to take the turnpike and I lit went right by the exit and I was like, oh, yeah, that's where I was going. Yeah. No, not now. <laughs> Looping around. Mm-hmm. But I had given myself plenty of time. So it did, I was not irritated that I was stuck in traffic. Cause well, I thought I had plenty of time. <laughs> and then you got stuck in the same traffic. And then it took me 55 minutes to get here. Yeah. From North Oklahoma City. It's like yeah. my phone said 29 minutes. It lied to me because, you know, it comes up and it oh, says yeah. 29 minutes to blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, cool. It must not be backed up. Yeah. yeah no, it definitely yeah. was. Yeah. It lied. Yeah, it did. <laughs> What's something funny? Do we have anything funny? I feel like we'd had some funny at the beginning. Oh, what did we talk about? I don't know. Speaking of lying assholes. Oh, this will be good. Um, I read another World War II book. <gasps> Shocker. <laughs> Let me. Here's my shocked face. The lying assholes would be the Nazis. Let me <laughs> Th- just be clear about that. that. <laughs> As if anybody would question. The book I read this week is called The Warsaw Orphan by Kelly Rimmer. And um, what this book is about is this girl, um, I can't remember, she's got a weird name. And anyways, she goes to live with her uncle after her family and um, her other uncle are punished by the Nazis and killed for helping Jewish families. So it starts right off the bat with sadness. Lots of trauma right away. And because of this, when she goes to live with her other uncle, who um, has a little bit of money and has connections to the black market, she has to take on a new identity. So that's kind of the background of of this this girl. Uh, I want to say her name's like Amelia or Elizabeth or something like that. Would be like the American way of saying it. Oh, okay. But so she goes to live with her uncle. So from the start, she's already under a false identity and kind of laying low. She's not supposed to really leave the apartment very much because, you know, the Nazis have ways of finding things out and they don't want to be punished for having this girl living in their house. Well, in this um, little apartment community that she lives in, there's another girl who lives next door named Sarah. And she kind of strikes up a friendship with Sarah Sarah is a little bit older. Um, the main character, we're just going to call her Amelia. Amelia is like um, 14 years old. And Sarah works as a nurse. And part of the things that she does as a nurse is she goes into the Jewish ghettos and um, treats and um, vaccinates the people who are living in the ghettos. And um, one night, Sarah, I mean, Amelia kind of hears some strange noises coming from Sarah's apartment. So she goes to investigate to make sure that nothing's wrong. And she finds three very dirty children in Sarah's house hiding in the closet. Ruh-roh. So very quickly, she finds out that Sarah is helping 
children escape from the ghetto and placing them in orphanages and with other families under false identities. Wow. She is brave as hell. Right? Exactly. So, um, of course, Sarah, coming from the background that she came from, she immediately decides that she's going to help. So she starts going to the ghetto under a, she, I mean, not under a fault. She's already under she's already under name. name. So, but they dress her up so that she looks older because oh, okay. at fourteen she's not old enough to be a nurse, obviously, and work in a hospital. So they dress her up so that she looks older so that she can go over to the ghetto. Well, she befriends this Jewish family who is actually not Jewish; they're Catholic with Jewish ancestors. But because they have Jewish ancestors, they're classed with the Jewish. Yep. And so they live in the ghetto. And the mom uh, gave birth to a child after they had already moved into the ghetto and isn't getting enough food to produce milk. So the baby is not growing right, Mm -hmm. isn't developing right. So, and there's also another younger child and then a slightly older son who um, is working to try to get money to get food or get stuff that he can bargain with other people to for food for the family other than because their rations just aren't enough. And um, Sarah decides that she wants to help this family get the, ch- the children out of their living conditions and into other homes, especially this baby who isn't developing right because she, she's not getting enough milk. That, and that's kind of where the story kind of takes place. Um, the older boy is about the same age as Amelia. So there's a little bit of a romance aspect little to the love book. Triangle, little love triangle. Ro- little romance. Not a triangle, but a little romance. In the sadness that was. Thank God. <laughs> that was Warsaw in 1942. But I, I also <laughs> feel like that that also is just going to lead to more pain and trauma later. Well, yeah, it's of one course. of my books. Of course it does. Yeah. Oh, well, thank God, because we wouldn't want there to be romance without soft, like, trauma and suffering. Well, exactly. <laughs> Why would there not be trauma and suffering? Because <laughs> you have to remember, this is Warsaw, too. So do you know who kicked the Nazis out of Warsaw? The oh, Russians. Dear. The Russians. And do you know who was even worse than the Nazis? The Russians. The Russians. So they now went. We just need the Japanese to come in, and we got a party. Woo-hoo! I know, right? So they just went right from the frying pan into the fire with their living conditions and their whole situation, and it just kind of goes. That's, I mean, that's the setup for the whole book, the story that I just told you. So I don't really want to yeah, say. Don't give too much away anymore. So yeah, it was. It was an interesting book. Um, <laughs> there were things I liked about it and things I didn't like. Um, it seemed like everybody in the book had a mo- a dramatic monologue for all of their <laughs> their parts in every single chapter. So it was a little more dramatic than what I like my books to be, if that makes sense. You read historical fiction. They're all dramatic. Well, I know, mm. but I mean, you know... I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It was just kind of, you know, every every scene was Scarlett O'Hara holding up that carrot, say, I swear to God, I'll never be hungry again. 
Ah. kind of (laughs) feel to the book gotcha all throughout the book now i understand if there's a few scenes like that but when you get that feeling through the whole book by the time you get almost to the end you're like oh my god get over it already (laughs) (laughs) which is kind of callous i shouldn't be that callous i mean they were going through a lot of crap and they did go through a lot of crap in this book. Bonnie's been jaded by historical fiction. <laughs> I know. Maybe I just wasn't in the mood because I'm ready for my October reads. Maybe. You know, sometimes that happens. Like yeah. I'm reading, I'm like. You're because just... those will be so much better. There won't be anything horrific happening in your horror reads. Yeah, I know. Right. Exactly. We'll all, we'll all be reading traumatic things. <laughs> but then everybody will be right on board with me with the, yeah. tra- the, with the trauma. Yeah, there will be trauma to be had. <laughs> That is a valid statement. But um, I would not give this a five, maybe a four. Okay. I'm generous with my stars. Three and a half means I really didn't like the book, and I did enjoy the book, and it was written well. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe in another time I would enjoy it more. Mm. But it just wasn't one of my favorite World War II reads. Gotcha. That's fair. If that makes sense. Yeah. But, I mean, I... I would recommend this to people who do like the whole drama, dramatization, drama, drama, yeah, dramatization, 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 Dramatization. something like that. Oh, I can't talk. My allergies are insane today. It's something in this room because I was not having any issues until we came in this room, and now I feel like I've cleared my throat fifty-five times. See, that's what happens to me every week. Every week I come in, and it's like instant, like no stuffy. You know, I'm sneezing. Maybe it's, it's the just... fan. But if we turn the fan off, we'll die of heat stroke. I know. Before this podcast so finishes. <laughs> Listen. It's Sophie's choice all over again. I've already been having hot flashes all fucking day. <laughs> I keep trying to turn my mic off so that it's not as loud. Right? I sneezed in my shirt, so I'm good. There you I'm go. good. And that again was called The Warsaw Orphan by Kelly Rimmer. Keith, you're going to... Doing your kids lately. Sheesh. Well, I'm having a real dilemma because I want to start my October reads, but I still need stuff for September (laughs) until October starts. Yeah. So... It's only one more week, right? Is that true? True. I mean, week and a half. I know, but I'm really going to have to search to find something to read for next week because I have nothing. (laughs) Every book in my queue is October October reads. (laughs) But I might have too many October reads, so maybe I can sneak one in there early. Since I'm not going to be here one week. Probably could. Mm. Probably could. Well, we know Rachel has a downer, so Keith, do you have an upper? (laughs) (laughs) Because we already pre-talked about Rachel's book. book I don't know about the uppers, but... Okay. (laughs) Can I have... Need a little speed to go with your book, please? Yeah. Right? Uh, So the book I read this week is called On Location, and it was by Sarah Ekavare-Smith. And um, this book comes out on Tuesday, September the 21st. So you only have to wait like a day. And um, so this is about um, a woman named Aaliyah, and she works for like fiction's version of the travel channel it's like the most popular travel channel on cable and she has been behind the scenes forever and she just got her dream which is to like produce her own show and it's her own idea and everything and 
she has been just dying to go to Utah and she's going to uh, do this whole series about the most beautiful sites at Utah's various national parks. And um, it's really important to her because like when she was a child, her most favorite trip was doing this with her grandmother as a young girl. And so it's a big deal that she's doing this. It's also a big deal because her company, like Travel Channel, the fake Travel Channel, I'm not saying the actual Travel Channels like this, but like most places, she is a woman, she's a woman of color. And so it's been very difficult for her to be seen by the white male executives at this company, at, at this channel. Uh, they kind of just poo-poo all her ideas. So this is like everything has to go perfectly. So she's she's getting on board. She's getting ready for her big show. And she is on the subway going home. And she's thinking this has been the best day ever. And she sees this guy. It's like a crowded subway. This guy gives up his seat for this little old lady. And she thinks, wow, when does that ever happen? What an amazing guy, right? Then she talks to amazing guy and they have all this stuff in common. Oh, and- it's the best meet cute ever. Right? Rachel's so shaking her head with unimpressed face. She gives him her digits. He says he's going to call her that weekend. They make like semi plans. And what do you think? He ghosts her. He totally ghosts her. Oh, that dick. So she's kind of bummed, but hey, she's got her amazing show. Well, then the top guys at the network like bring her in and they're like, so, hey, we've got a host for you. And she's like, "Um, I was going to pick the host. And they're like, oh, no, no, we've picked a perfect guy for you. Oh, no, I know what's about to happen. No, you think. No, it is not ghosty guy. No. Pop for sure. But it is this like... um. So I guess in our world, it would be like, um, I can't even think, oh, like Mike, the situation kind of guy. Oh, no. So somebody who got really popular from like a reality TV show and now has tons of followers on Instagram and TikTok and everything else. So he's really famous, but he isn't famous for doing anything really. Mm. And he is a total dick. (laughs) Like, so she gives him times when he has to show up and he misses them. And when he does come on set, he's constantly high and drunk and everything. Mm, He sounds like um, a winner. And then she's also told, well, and you also have to hire this, um, this other guy to work behind the scenes. And he will, you know, he... He will, um, what is it when somebody, oh, he will report to you. Oh, okay. Basically. Yeah. So, and this is the ghost guy. So his name is oh. Drew and she's just kind of like, okay, hi, now you work for me and you totally ghosted me. And so it's really, really awkward. And he kind of is a bit of a dick because he tries to start taking charge of things and she has to be like hey guess what i'm your boss um and i'm in charge of this rodeo so you need to tone it down and like do the things i say 
but the whole book was really, really good. I mean, it's, it's completely based on this small set of characters, like this small camera crew and people behind the scenes that go to all these different places in Utah. Uh, they describe the sites really well. There's all sorts of talk about behind the scenes. I mean, you really feel like you learn a lot of stuff about filming a documentary series. And it's really awesome the, all the talk about women going through the glass ceiling, um, being assert like being assertive, but then people think you're being a bitch. I mean, it's just all that kind of like she's pussyfooting around trying to make a name for herself and trying to get this big break off the ground. Uh, and they do this author does a really good job of just talking about all of that. I mean, it was very real sounding. It wasn't like, oh, and everybody lived happily ever. No, she has to struggle daily to get her baby made. Wow. Baby being the show, the not show. like an actual yeah. baby. <laughs> I know what you meant. We were with you. We were with you. But, and um, it is it is a romantic comedy. And um, there is like romance between herself and a subordinate who is underneath her and it's not a big deal like it is not i read a lot of these books and sometimes it's like oh it's such a big deal because the man well i'm the man in the home and right. oh i feel so weird because you're my boss like there's none of that garbage which i enjoyed because i'll tell you what i'm really 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 sick of those bizarre tropes i mean because what does it matter like who cares right I mean, somewhere 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 it's gonna happen and a woman's gonna be your boss and it needs to not be a big deal yeah but there was none of that i thought this book was amazing i loved that it wasn't just all sorts of like romance i mean it, it wasn't cliche romance and steam but it also had all sorts of neat stuff about, you know, filming, about all sorts of different issues. Hmm. So I loved it. I gave it five stars. Um, I kind of want to know up, what happened to Ghost Guy. She can tell us off air. Uh, Ask her uh, at the end. So she doesn't give spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. People get pissy if they're spoilers. I know, I know. I just, I'm like, mm. what what happened to Ghost Guy? You know what that kind of reminds me a little of when you were describing it? Not quite, because this is a little more nonsense, is Bridget Jones Diaries, the second one. I haven't ever watched it. You haven't yes. watched Bridget Jones Diary? <laughs> no, because she drives me nuts. Yeah. Rizzo, wow, Renee, no, Renee, Renee Zellweger just bugs me to no end, and I don't know why. Je I... I her and Jennifer Gardner. Jennifer Gardner, I can now tolerate. There was a whole stretch where I was like, I cannot look at Jennifer Gardner's face in any more movies. Like, she just drives me she crazy. She was in everything there for a while. Yeah. I mean, the whole reason I watched it is because Hugh Grant was in it. And well, I think yeah. he is just a cat's meow. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you? Like, 90? He's the cat's Whoa. meow. <laughs> I thought we talked about age shaping. Why are you age We're shaming me right now? Nice. <laughs> I know, right? I just haven't heard it would be calls him the cat's meow and like Megan's gonna start trolling me now. <laughs> no, it's all in love. 
He can be your cat's meow. We'll allow it. <laughs> well, I'd say something else, but I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to call him daddy. No, no. Is Tyler still in there? No, no. no he left. He's <laughs> not here. <laughs> okay, and that book again was On Location by Sarah Ekavare Smith. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail you I felt like I had to hurry and get that in before we went off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry, things are flying. Rachel, bring us down. No. Roller coaster. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm actually really excited to hear about this book. Because Megan is a psychopath. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I read the book. She did. But... uh, (laughs) So, spoiler alert, people die in my book. And, uh, yeah. So, I read a true crime book this week. Um, and Not it you. is called, I know, it's shocking, right? Um, so, it's called American Predator The Hunt for the Most Meticulous Serial Killer of the 21st Century. And it is written by Maureen Callahan. So what's um, hilarious? So I literally just listened to a true crime podcast with this author talking about this book on the way here. Today. Really? How? Why are all true crime books so long in their titles? That's crazy. But go ahead. Sorry. I don't know. Maybe it's a thing. Anyway, um, so I already knew about. So this book is it is focused on Israel Keys, who is. Um, an Alaskan serial killer. So um, he's not as well known as, you know, some of those other assholes like Bundy and Gacy and and Dahmer. But um, I feel like he thing, he should be, though. Well, maybe. And one of the reasons I think maybe he isn't as well known is just, um, you know, coming from Alaska, um, sometimes there's maybe a little bit of a disconnect there with things. Um, so yeah, that could be part of it. Um, one thing I did really like about this book though, and I do like this about certain true crime authors is yes, it talks about Israel keys and, you know, his life and some background and the crimes that he committed and the killings he perpetrated, but I always really, really appreciate it when the author focuses on the people or persons who were killed and their families and the people who put their time and effort and hearts and souls and their health into these investigations. So more so than the story about him, I really just appreciated, you know, they talked a lot about um, the victims and some of their families. And even from the perspective of um, the divers who for, you know, one of his victims, they literally had to, you know, cut open the ice and like find these body parts and just the care that they took with the process that they went through and how they even you know, how they retrieved the remains and kept them private so that pictures couldn't be taken of them and different things and hearing the ways that these people are impacted and then the connection that they feel, you know, this isn't, these aren't body parts that they're picking up. This is a person that they want to give dignity and respect to. Um, 
especially when that wasn't given when they were needlessly tortured and killed and those types of things. So um, the book was good. I would say I really did like um, the focus on the things besides the killer. Um, so while, of course, I love true crime and I love to know about all those gory details, um, you know, I I also don't always want those people to be the ones who get the recognition and are remembered. So I did appreciate that about this book. Um, he was horrific. So he, was, he was. Oh, mm. he was like the planning and the meticulous just process he went through with things. Um, yeah, not not a good person, obviously. Well, and he. I don't know what all you're going to talk about. I don't want to steal your thunder. No, go ahead. The the crazy like so for the, for those who don't know who uh, much about Izirakis, he buried like murder kits across the country. So when he would travel, he could just be like, "I'm going to go dig up my five gallon paint bucket that has all my murder tools in it in this town and just murder somebody." Yes, that's planning ahead. Yeah. <laughs> He, yeah. I feel like if Martha was ever a serial killer, that's what she would that, do. That would be her. Because she's yeah. always prepared. Yeah. It, I really, I'm so glad you read this book because I, I need to add it to my list because I listened to that podcast and I was like, I need to read well, this book. Yeah. I mean, and to the point he killed for like 14 or 15 years and like, you know, he would, and you know, he called them his kill kits, right? And it had cash and weapons and all of this kind of stuff, you know, and even down to the planning of it of, you know, I fly to this city, I rent a car, I drive all these miles, I get what I, my kits that I need, all of these things, like the time and effort, it's almost maddening when you, when you look at it to say, okay, think about what this person could have done if they weren't this horrific monster. Oh right? yeah. They were a genius. Yeah. He, I mean, he, yeah. That drive and stuff for something to benefit humankind rather than you know being this awful awful person um it would have been he would have been amazing and done amazing things now it's just like okay i guess bully for you that you put all this like time into it but you did some awful shit like you're a horrible human um i guess if we even want to consider him a human i guess we will but Um, he <laughs> so was... I didn't give the book three and a half stars, um, just cause I felt like in some areas it got a, I thought it was well-written sometimes for me, true crime books, I rate a little different though as well. Um, just cause there isn't necessarily that huge literary component to right. it. So I'm, it's not like the story was made up. This is what somebody actually did, but for the, the content and the split focus on both keys, but families and victims and um, people involved in the case. I really, I really felt like it was well done. So again, that was American Predator, the hunt for the most meticulous serial killer of the 21st century. Who was it by again? Uh, Her name is Maureen Callahan. I'm curious, what was the podcast you were listening to? I'm one, I wonder if I've listened to that. Um, it's um, ten, Tenfold More Wicked. 
Oh, I've never listened to that. I've been meaning to. Yeah, it's like so. This she's doing almost like an off. So she did like the first season. She did was actually like tenfold, tenfold more wicked. Where she's like telling you the story. This is tenfold more wicked. Wicked words where she talks to like the authors of the book. So it was like her and the author talking about the book. That when you said you were reviewing a book by him about him, I was like, I bet it's the book I just literally listened to about on the way here. That's funny. I mean, he, the, I mean, you say his name and people kind of know his name in true crime, but like, like he would like the last victim is who got him caught. Finally. I mean, that's typically how it goes normally. The last victim is when you get caught, but they it's yeah he he lived in alaska so he would just like kill you and then like leave you there because he's like i can go on like a two-week vacation because it's 20 below zero like your body's not going to decompose i'll just leave you in my shed see ya yeah it's like deep freeze yeah it was he was he was truly a monster like they're Talk all monsters about a big but... free- freezer yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he there was no like time crunch because he was in sub degree. Just had to come <laughs> come back before the thaw. Right, basically, that's exactly what he had to do. Mm. And he had like a oh, I had all, oh, so many things, so many things. I need to read this book now. <laughs> it sounds like you need to read this. book I know for sure. I'm all, good. I'm all like, I it need to talk good. about it now. <laughs> I have to like text Rachel after, later and be like, we have to decompress. Because I think you'll like it. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, maybe I'll maybe I'll listen to that as like my pre-Halloween scary read. My scary read, a pre-Halloween <laughs> read, because I don't really need to read anything next week because I'm not on next week. Mm. I can read something else that somebody else has already read. All right. That's that. Sometimes that's like the best part of not being on a week because you're yeah. like, oh man, I can read all these books that I can't read. I can read anything. Review. I <laughs> Very true. Dinosaur porn. Here I come. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'll be like true crime books that Rachel beat me to time. <laughs> well, right, because there's a lot of books that we talk about that I haven't read, and I'm yeah. like, oh man, I need to read that book, but I'm like. All right, I need to space it out. Yeah. So, so I have all these books on my wish list at the library so that I can go in. I'm like, all right, I don't have to review or I've already read this book that I reviewed. So which book which can book I get can in I get and in? read? It is a balance. I guess I get to close out since Martha's not here. I know. Martha, oh. the last one. I mean, Megan. I know, right? I mean, you're both blondes. We're so. both blonde and start with M. So I guess it's not too You're far. just sitting in the wrong seat. I am. I should have sat over there because I feel like you're really far yeah, away. Yeah, but is your book super weird? No. No. Oh. Actually, it's a little crimey. It's, it's, it's over. I know. I'm going to sneeze. Hang on. Crimey. <laughs> yeah, but if it was Martha's book, it would be crimey in space with a yeah. giant talking cockroach Funny. and a lizard. That's probably true. <laughs> that is true. So this is a book that I have been like, I claimed it right when I read it because I knew I was going to be gone for a few weeks. And I was like, no one can read this one. It's mine. Um, I read Firekeeper's Daughter by Angeline Bouley. I think I'm pronouncing your name correctly. This so far this year has been my top read. Really? It was amazing. I gave it five stars like immediately. I was like, yes, hundred pages in. I was like five stars. Like yeah. you can do no wrong from this point yeah. on. Yeah. So we meet our main character and I'm probably going to butcher her name. Um, I think it's Donis Fontaine and she is um, biracial tribe member 
in the Pacific Northwest. So she, her father, yes, no, yes. Her father's family uh, is native and her mother's is not. Or maybe I've got that backwards. Whichever way. So she's an unenrolled tribe member. And, but they still live within the tribe. Like she kind of goes between both worlds, so to speak. Like she'll go do a lot of things with the tribe, but they are, she's not actually a member of the tribe. Mm -hmm. And, um, she, the part of the Ojibwe, um, tribe. That was one of those words I had to have somebody say to me because I was reading it going, I have no (laughs) idea what that says. And then I was like, Oh, Ojibwe. I do know that word. Um, so she is, we quickly learned that there's been like a trauma in her family. We learned that her uncle has died. Um, we're, we're told from her and her perspective that he died of a drug overdose and they had thought he'd been clean. So they were kind of shocked when he came up as having died from a drug overdose and she has her best friend and you're just kind of along for the ride. It's a big hockey town cause you're up in the Pacific Northwest, kind of closest to Canada and um they have like outside people come into the hockey sometimes because it's like a big deal to be part of that team that's right there and so we meet this new boy who moves to town to be part of the hockey team and where um like pretty quickly realize like he maybe has something for donis she maybe has something for him and it'd be a big deal because she's like a townie, right? And he's, and he's a hockey player and they don't really mix, but her brother plays for the hockey team and her brother is only her half brother. He, his, they share their dad, but they have different moms. And it was kind of like a big scandal when that happened, because I forget all the reasons why it's been a minute since I read this book, but it was like a big scandal. So she kind of hangs out. She plays hockey, but not really on the team. And her brother's on the team, and it was a big deal for him to be on the team. So, really, I can't even really give too much detail because it, after 100 pages, like it, everything is a spoiler. So, there are people acting a little weird in town. You kind of get the feel that there's something going on in town. And they're, her friend, her best friend's boyfriend, is part of the problem. He's acting odd and has changed a lot and she's not a big fan and they just can't really figure out what's going on with him. They just know that her friend broke up with him because weird shit's going on. They all turn into werewolves. Not quite. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's actually Jacob. It's twilight crossover. No. Um, so they're broken up and there's just, you can tell there's like an underlying current going through the story. Like you're like, something is about to happen. That's going to go terrible. And they're at like a bonfire or a tribal event. I can't remember exactly which one right this second. And the terrible happens. Mm. And I can't give any of it away (laughs) past that. Um, I will say that some of the terrible does highlight the drug abuse that is often associated with the reservations and the the Native Americans. Um, So it it does, there's some of that in there. So that could be triggering to some people. Um, you learn that a lot of people are not who you think they are. Like people, as you learn more about them, you're like, Oh, that was not who I thought you were going to turn out to be. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Um, it was awesome. And 
when I say you can't really talk too much about it, we tried it. I think we talked about it on the tribe call a couple of times because a bunch of us have read it. It was amazing. And it just kept you on the edge of your seat. And even towards the end, you're like, okay, I think I got a hold on like what's happening. And then it like spins off in this other direction. You're like, who the hell is what is happening? Like who has control of any of this situation right now? And it's a little bit of her discovering who she is as far as being a tribal member or becoming a tribal member as well as still honoring like her, her white side of the family and kind of living in both worlds at the same time and the struggles of that and feeling like she doesn't belong in either place. Um, but yeah, and you get, you get a lot of really good, I think, cultural information. You learn a little bit like she does the same kind of, I don't know if you want to call it a ritual, but I call it that like a prayer in the morning and then it tells you like why she faces this way or why she does this or why they do it then. So it does give some, some interesting cultural information as well. But I could not rave more about this book and I wish I could talk more about it without giving anything away, but I cannot. So you just need people to read this book and then to reach out so you can talk to them. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Cause when you get to like towards the end, your brain's going to implode because I do that sometimes. I'm like, somebody needs to read this book so I can talk to them. Yeah, because it's amazing. <laughs> and it was five stars, probably one of the best of the year that I read. Awesome. Yeah, I had a book hangover when I was done with it. Actually. So it's not like magical or anything. It's no. all true life. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There's no like, suit, like no. Nobody turns into other beings. No. Or. No. There's a, but there's a lot there's of. There's no spirit warriors or. No. No okay. spirit warriors. Right. No werewolves. Just very. Darn. I know. I'm sorry. Just very. I want to say accurate. I don't know if that's the right word, but very informative and highlights a, a real issue that a lot of the tribes face in the fact of um, drug use and other things that happen in their culture and in their community, in their communities, not their culture in their community that they are trying to overcome. So I thought it was awesome. And that was Firekeeper's daughter by Angeline Bully. Awesome. Remind me later to talk to you about Twilight because I'm so fucking excited about the news that was, yes. that came over. Yes. We're getting new Twilight, yes. more Twilight books. Yes. Or, oh, you know, Twilight universe books. That oh. the Twilight saga. I know you guys. Yeah, if you're you going to talk about it, this is fans. the show to do it on because Martha's not here. Right. That's true. But Rachel will just like turn us off. She'd be like, she'd be like, I'm sorry. Out. She'd be like, lost signal. <laughs> sorry. No, I, I, I read and liked Twilight. Did you really? I read and liked the first three. I think making more is a mistake, but. Well, but it's like, isn't it going to be about other people? It's going to be from other people's perspective. So. Yeah. Oh I my mean, God, there's too many perspectives already. Well, but I don't think it's a, like, it's not the same story though, right? It's like a continuation. Well, it can't be the yeah. same story because the two people that they're talking about doing it from is Leah Clearwater, who right. doesn't even come into play until the third book. So right. her whole story is going to be very different than the actual Twilight. Yeah. It's going to be more about the Native American side of it and the werewolf side of it. Which is going to be amazing. The vampire side of it. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't get a lot of that mm-hmm. in the books. Just when Leah is Jacob. a deep character. Like, I'd love to know more about Leah. See, Leah wasn't one of my favorite characters. So I'm like kind of on the edge with her. I mean, I would still read it, definitely, yeah. because it, maybe with more understanding, I would like her more. Yeah. But if they do one from 
Renesmee's mm-hmm. perspective, I definitely want to read that one. She talked about it in like they because Books a Million did live like a live stream interview when Midnight Sun came out, and she had talked about doing them then. Huh. So well, it just took her so long to do Midnight Sun. I hope she doesn't take ten years to do each one of these books. Right. Because by then, I'm going to have to read it with a magnifying glass because I'm going to be so old. <laughs> I'm sure she'll sell it in large print for some I'm going to have to get the large print or definitely do audio yeah. and turn it up. <laughs> Hopefully. But I think from the way that I watched the interview, I think she has a lot of it like kind of mapped out in her head. She just has to like yeah. do it. Well, how it's- could you not? I mean, she's already done the freaking story. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, you already have the outline. Yeah, but especially, like, if you do it from, like, the wolf perspective, you're going to have to go into more details that doesn't happen in the actual Twilight books. Yeah. She yeah. Talk, she talked about some book that was, like, a mermaid book that she was writing, and I was like, give me that book. Like, get did, dust that damn thing off and, like, yeah. publish See, it. See, I don't remember seeing any kind of mermaid. See, I did read The Host that she did. Yeah. I read The Chemist, but I did not like it. I, I know some people chemist. loved it, but it just, I don't know. It just wasn't realistic to me. Mm, I loved The Chemist. I liked The Host, but. I liked The Host, but by the end of The Host, I was done with it. If that makes sense. Yeah. It wasn't Poor quite. Stephanie Meyer. She's tried to branch out, but they're like, nope, you can only do Twilight <laughs> shit. Sorry. Yeah. The mermaid book. I we, was like, that's all give, that we want. I was like, give me that. Cause she just kind of was subtly like, Oh yeah, I've been working on this mermaid book. And I've been working. And I was like, give me the, give me the damn mermaid book. Like, well, what? there's a, now there's a lot of people that liked the chemist. I'm, yeah. I'm the minority in that group. A lot of the people who liked Twilight and host liked the chemist. Yeah. I just did not. And it might have just be because, I don't know, it just wasn't my kind of the, book. Yeah, it's not a really Vonnie book. It's not very much of it was a like Vonnie a, book. Not quite a thriller, not quite a suspense, somewhere in the middle. <laughs> and it, with a romance, it was just too many different things. Because yeah. it tried to go into being like a thriller and a suspense. Yes. And then you have this romantic element thrown in there. And it was just it was just too much. It was just too much for me. Yeah. For my tiny brain to comprehend. Oh, whatever. No. I had to say that just because Martha always says that. What? She always talks about too much for her tiny brain. Oh, her tiny brain. I was like, she told you you had a tiny brain? I was like, that's (laughs) No, 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 no. She She says that about herself. Oh, okay. What else? What the hell did we talk about at the beginning of this podcast? Candy corn and Boston cream pie. (laughs) Because obviously we're all hungry sitting in here. Well, this is what happens when we record at 4.30 in the afternoon. We're all hungry. Because like I ate breakfast this morning, but then I haven't eaten anything else. Mm. And then now I'm hungry. Now you're hungry. I tell you what, I'm not hungry for candy corn Mm. or Boston. I've been ready for dinner since like this morning because we're having breakfast for dinner. And I'm so excited. Oh, I love breakfast for dinner. That's the best. Yeah. It's definitely the best. I feel like Martha has sent so much stuff. Did you get that one that she sent about just thought you needed to see a big cock today? Yes. I actually read that when I was standing at a coworker's oh, God. Um, desk and it came over on my watch. And so, <laughs> and this is, she's a friend, so I knew she wouldn't take it wrong. So I showed it to her and she's like, what? She's like, go get your phone. I got to see this. <laughs> Oh, hey, Keith, I just saw your message that says, can you post a poll? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, from a week ago. Yep, there, Thanks, there it is. When she's, when she's doing her concert runs, she is not thinking of us. No. 
mm-hmm. at all. Oh, and that one that you posted of Leo, I had yeah. no clue who that was. I'm like, I'm like, is that like I had no Leo one. from Hanson? I don't remember a Leo from Hanson. And they actually had that, a picture like that on the news. Yeah. And they said Leo DiCaprio. And I'm like, oh, I just that was need the to picture. know how the hell tall is Mayor Holt that he towers he is, over Leo? I've seen him in other things and he is pretty yeah, tall. Huh? I, I always thought he was short. Leo's Leo. like six foot now, something. Leo? Really? No, he's yeah. not that tall. He's like six foot. He does not seem that no. tall. Oh, I'm Googling. All right, I'm Googling okay, it. you Google it, Rachel. Yay. No, he's at least six feet tall. I don't think but he Mayor is. But Mayor Holt's like six six, I think. In all of In his stilts. movies, his co-stars are like... Well, it's because every Hollywood actress is five foot two. I think he's a little okay. shorter. I don't think he... He's pretty tall. Or he changed his Wikipedia. <laughs> it says four foot. <laughs> it does not. <laughs> he's not part of the lollipop gang. <laughs> it says he's six foot tall. I thought he was. Yeah, at least... that's just what his publicist says. I think wise. he's at least six feet tall. But Mayor Holt it's like is big. like six five then, because he's like a half a head taller than Leo in that picture. Well, then how how tall is who's the chick that played in Titanic with him? Because she was taller than he's him. Five seven. So if he's who's six, five seven, Kate Winslet. Kate So she's my height. So if you put me next to six foot, they look tall. Yeah, but I'm saying that she was taller than him in that movie. She had on heels. What like nine inch heels? Like <laughs> holy crap! How did she walk around the Titanic? She's not taller. <laughs> if you look at pictures of them on the red carpet, he's taller than her. Waves are. Uh, oh, right? the ship was moving right? <laughs> how the hell did she climb over that that back railing with oh nine inch toast. hooker heels right but yeah the first like i was like leo and i was like how tall is mayor yeah. holt like that mayor was holt my... is tall though i've seen him yeah. next to other people and he's, I, he's gotta tall. be at least six 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 five yeah because he's like a half a head taller than leo i love a tall man i, I swear wait, I mean, I not tom's, leo though tom's pretty tall not Leo. He's, he's got a weird shaped head. I I'm pretty sure I actually saw he's him in Tulsa. Pretty. Have yeah, I talked to you guys since then? Like I don't think he's attractive. But... Oh, I love Leo. Like Always I think he's forever. a pretty boy. I don't think he's like. I need like a rugged man. Like he's just like smoldering weird. Every time I see him, like, and he's like fighting a bear or something, I'm like, dude. You should not be doing that. You should leave that to. <laughs> I'm you're gonna mess people. up your very pretty face. Your pretty face. Um, I'm pretty. I'm ninety percent sure I saw him in Tulsa when I was there when he was filming because we went Saturday. Yeah, but you think you saw Leo or Louie at the concert? Too. No, that was just. I know I didn't see him at my show. That was just looking at pictures. Um, no, but so we were walking. Maybe it was a stunt double. Could be. So we were walking up the street in Tulsa to go to the concert. And I see like a couple people go by on a lime scooter across the street. And I stop dead in my tracks. And I look at my friend Aaron and I'm like, I swear to God, that's Leo. And she's like, why would Leo be downtown on a lime scooter just chilling? I'm like, why the fuck not? Like he's in town. We know he's filming tomorrow. I swear th- those eyes are unmistakable. He like, does have some very pretty eyes. I was like, I swear to God. So we kept walking and they kind of came across us. And I was really like studying him. Like, is this Leo? And I was like, I don't know. It's awesome that you guys are on a first name basis too, by the way. I, mean, I know. He's Leo. He's, there, well, he doesn't I need mean, a last name. That's what they put on the restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So then the next morning we go to set because everyone else in downtown Tulsa went to the set to try to see people. And we're standing there and this lady's talking to us and she's like, 
She's like, yeah, somebody said he was out on a lime scooter in town last night. I lost my fucking mind. I was like, Aaron. <laughs> like, she wasn't even with us. I, like, texted that her. That was him. I, if it wasn't him, it was, a, like, his double. Because when he got close enough, I was like, I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure. But I stopped. I was like, my 90s teen, like, brain saw his eyes on that person when he mm-hmm. when I first looked. But I was like, he was probably like, please don't notice me. <laughs> like, well, I mean... I, if you're that famous, I, you don't want to just sit in your hotel. You want right. to go around town and see. When he people had a baseball hat on things. and stuff, so like, and he turned like I was like, he had he didn't go up by Canes. So I was like, that was if it was him, that was the best decision he ever made because there was like 300 people that would have been looking for oh. him like mm. outside in line. Yeah, but I was like, I swear to God, that was him. And then when that lady told us that, like, my friends all whipped their heads around because I had told him when I got to line, I was like, guys, I think I might have just seen Leo, and they're like, what? And we need to put a poll on Facebook. You think that Megan will be the first one in our group of podcasters who gets a restraining order from a famous person? No. Do you even need a poll for that? <laughs> Who the hell else would get one? No, I don't talk see, about anybody. I will talk about them. Talk about <laughs> trolling. No, I will talk about that and I'm like Stephen obsessed. Stephen King, maybe. But I, I get, could see Martha stalking Stephen King. But see, if I had any <laughs> cojones, I would have literally like been like Leo in the middle of the street. But like, I get nervous. No, that's what psychopaths do. <laughs> I know, and yeah. I get nervous. Like, party. There's a lot of people bothering you. But you don't want to mm. see what it is, is you don't want to say it out loud so other people notice. You have to walk up next to him and say, dude, I loved you in Growing Pains. <laughs> Stick, stick my foot out in front of his lime scooter to trip him on the way by. Oh. <laughs> and then nurse him back to hell. Wee, it would have been the best meet cute ever. Right? Uh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so, Let me help you up. So sorry. I was I'm just never pushing this hand again. I was protecting you from the 300 fans up the street. <laughs> Leo, come with us. We'll keep you like safe. Like misery starts. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! I will talk about celebrities, but I'm a big fat chicken when they're right in front of me. She's gonna be like, you know, parked across Leo DiCaprio's house in the bushes with her lights off, just waiting for him to leave. That's weird. To drive wherever he's going to make sure that he's safe. Yeah. I just was looking out for you. No, those are creepy people. I keep my (laughs) obsession to myself. Uh-huh. That's even scary. <laughs> <laughs> Are we sure you don't have crime kits all over the the United States? Uh, she definitely has She's one in got Tulsa. Her Leo go bag. Yeah, that's it. She has her Leo go bag. No, but I wish you like someday you all will have to experience my fandom life with me because like you would think as many times as I've interacted with Hanson that I would like not be nervous wreck, but as soon as like they come I'm like words. Like I'll be like, Taylor, hi. And they'll be like, gotta go. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, it's because you give them the intense stare. You're like, hi. <laughs> I'm normally the one people. trying to get out of the way. I'm normally just, like, I, I want to have a suit of your skin. <laughs> what? <laughs> Gaining over there. Body. <laughs> Think of anything I like as much as Megan likes so many things. <laughs> I take that as a compliment. I'm kind of sad about it a little bit. I take like, is there anything I like as much as like Megan, like Leonardo DiCaprio or Harry Styles or Hanson or um, Matthew Greg Googler? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there is. I'm not even sure I like my husband that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. All of the like famous people that I like, 
never come anywhere near Oklahoma. So there is no way I'm going to have a chance meeting of Hugh Grant riding right. a lime scooter you down Oklahoma know. City. Reba McIntyre was getting rescued off second floor buildings the other day. Yeah, I, I do like what? Reba. Yeah, she was like touring some building and the stair the stairs collapsed and they had to like call the Ooh. police, like the fire department to oh, come get them out of a window. <laughs> Dude, we almost lost Reba. We almost lost Reba. It's almost that Oklahoma's fault. That would be a sad day. Oh yeah. my God, can you imagine? What the fuck, Oklahoma? Uh, Oklahoma? What Oklahoma. was that? Yeah, Sorry. there might have been some alcohol I was involved. so outraged that you guys almost killed Reba. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we killed Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> you bastards. That would have been, yeah. They were like, when life imitated, because they're like, they use her song. Uh, like the one from her show was like a big trend on TikTok and they're like when Reba's song becomes like its own trend and it was like <laughs> her climbing out because it's that the single mom who works too hard and they're yeah. like when Reba's song fits her own action <laughs> I actually used to watch that show that and show was Tyler amazing. watched it we both loved that show, I love that show. it was great Ugh. now Van he's another one that I liked Van was he ooh, went yeah. in and he went in to play the guy who plays Van on Reba's uh, on, on Reba on Reba <laughs> he played that, so uh, Veronica's husband on uh, Shameless mm-hmm. yes. yeah he yeah. is a pretty pretty man yeah he's yeah, also okay. wicked he's got, tall he is wicked tall stuff to uh to back that mm-hmm. uh-huh <laughs> he does We've got he's got I'm something saying, to we've back we've all seen it and uh have you guys ever, have you guys watched that Netflix show, Sex Life? Uh, no, but I've watched the episode that you're you talking about. It. We talked about that episode. I gave yeah. the exact minute and seconds when you see the full so, frontal. I've watched the whole season and, oh, man. Is he I in that show? Pregnant. No, but there's a different guy who, Bonnie, you didn't watch that scene? Well, I watched the scene watched and the I mean. <laughs> that man, I swear, I don't care if that's even real, but he is beautiful the accents and everything yeah i was just basically focused on the penis at the time so i didn't look at his face i couldn't tell you what color eyes he has you should watch the show because oh what's it on show netflix is it netflix i think it's no is it yeah i can't remember yeah i watched it too um netflix got raunchy there for a minute well, but I mean, they I, have Shameless, the and he, Van, has some full frontal in, in the Shameless. The main character in Sex Life, she was married to the guy who played Kevin, oh. I believe. Kevin, that's his name, yeah. She left him for her co-star with the penis, I believe. Life imitating art. I seriously don't think that thing's real. No, I'm pretty sure I read it's not. Well, I'm but pretty well, sure that... I'm pretty sure that Kevin's on Shameless is real. Not denying that it's real, though. Like, if you ask him, he gets all like, well, (laughs) which I think is just false advertising. (laughs) False advertising. Which is shit. Well, if we're going to talk about real penises and penises that are in trouble, uh, Ron Jeremy's. Like on trial or something right now. Why? How does he even still have one? Is the real question. Like how I how mean, has it not just fallen off of disease? What's he on trial for? Uh, like someone with that thing. Uh, I think it's for like sexual assault or something. Let me look it up because I don't want to misspeak. Oh, I think Ron, you're, I think Jeremy. you're correct. What the hell? Okay. Like he's got to be I'm like here. seventy. He's been indicted on 34 sex <gasps> charges. Holy crap! When you have porn as like your work why on earth like that's not enough sex for you you have to go and assault women to get it too 
Here's what it alleges. So prosecutors allege that Mr. Jeremy assaulted 21 women Holy um, who ranged in age from 15 to 50 <gasps> between 1996 and 2019, and he currently faces 300 years in jail. Holy he's shit. He's currently 68, and he's made over 1,700 films since 1979. Holy crap. 15 what the hell jesus ew he's still in jail he's on trial right now his bail is 6.6 million dollars that's a weird figure let's go back to penises i want to talk about (laughs) (laughs) have you guys seen there's a tiktok i think it's a tiktok with this guy and he has a for only or wait what is that only fans own only fans page so He's on TikTok and he's showing the proper way to get out of the shower and put a towel on, like because most people like nodded in the front. He not he like instead of nodding it, he like rolls everything together. But then he jumps up and down to show how sturdy the towel is. And holy freaking crap. It's like a foot long under the towel. What? Yeah, I'm gonna need you to right send now, me that I TikTok. Need your name. <laughs> I'm on TikTok. I need to know. Yeah, don't put what just do sexy. Look, what sexy do you shower. search for exactly? By the way, giant schlong under towel. <laughs> <laughs> put um, What's search for search towel. for proper proper, proper way towel. to put a towel to wrap a towel. I'll proper way you, to uh, wrap a I'll towel. I'll let you fuck up your algorithm on that one. Yeah, right. Right oh, now, I'm yeah, so far no, into dog rescue. I don't want to get all sorts of like weird dudes. <laughs> Great. Now I've looked up giant penis under towel. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let your kids do look at your TikTok. Dude, they hear they hear me sitting here talking about it. They're like, whatever, that's mom. Yeah, I just need his name. Oh no, that's not him. That's another Why are there so many guys in towels? Because it's TikTok. Because guides are proud of their penises. They like their penises. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you can't bring shit like that. Well, even, and if and I not. found him, I wouldn't be able to put him on. It saddened me that I couldn't put that clip on the website. No, but you oh, can yeah. send it in the group chat. I was going to say, you put that clip on Facebook and we Jumping would definitely be in, in Facebook jail. Just remember, Tyler's editing all this, so God only knows what's going to end oh, up on the podcast. <laughs> He's going to go, Mom, do you always talk about penises like this? Yes. Yes. Yes, we do. Yes. I'm like, yeah, and I better not see your ass on TikTok. Literally, your no, ass on TikTok. <laughs> but I mean, I think we have to we have to give a disclaimer for our few men who listen. Penis is hard, dude. But you also need to know what to do with your hands and other things too. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, it's the motion of the ocean, not the size of the boat. That's right. That didn't That's... sound right. But... Nope. No, but something it... like that. No, I think that was right. Listen, I've been landlocked for too fucking long. <laughs> I can't tell you about any kind of boat. <laughs> That's funny as hell. I just have a toy boat that I play with in oh my, my shower. <laughs> and oh, on shit, that note, <laughs> that's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow them on TikTok, YouTube, and check out their website at threebookgirls.com. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. 
Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.